Welcome to Crack the Customer Code, where your hosts, Jeannie and Adam, unlock the secrets to keeping your customers happy and coming back for more. So, Jeannie, you know, you and I really haven't been on airplanes in a while. Uh, we've always, uh, always, but for a long time, you and I have both had businesses where we work from home or we fly. That's right. But, you know, what's very interesting is I think you and I are both ready to get back on a plane. Isn't that right, Jeannie? I would not mind that as long as, you know. Oh, yeah, forgetting was... all that. But, but we're, we're, we're ready to get back to normal, our normal uh, dichotomy of home and travel, right? Yeah. Yep, for sure. Let's say it that way. Well, here's what's interesting. What's come out of this situation, and it's, a, it's an evolving idea, and there was some research a few months ago, uh, Pro, I believe Prosper Insights, 36% of those working from home said they, they would like to continue working from home after the pandemic is over. And hmm. inter- interestingly enough, and uh, I may let you dig into this part of it, uh, there was a split between men and women. It's 40% for men, 32% for women, uh, giving us that 36% average. So that's even more interesting. Uh, but so here's my question for today. What's going to happen you know, when things clear up? And it's going to be different for every company, of course, but just sort of big picture when it's like, okay, it's the all clear. Things are really getting back to normal. And companies are like, all right, time to come back. Time for you to commute an hour and come to the office. And a lot of people are like, we don't want to. Right, right. Yeah, it's a really good question. I think that there are no easy answers here, right? I mean, that's part of this is that every single organization is going to have to make different decisions. But I think that there are employees who have discovered that they are super productive at home, that they actually are really happy working from home because they're getting more work done. And so I think that there will be some individual case-by-case situations where employees say, hey, I know you want me back, Mr. Employer, but I, uh, this is working for me and let me show you why. And I think if there's evidence that that employee is more productive at home, then smart employers will look for ways to honor that and say, you know, okay, let's, let's have our monthly meeting in office where everybody comes in. Let's do maybe a weekly, uh, you know, one day in the office or something like that. But I think there are lots of compromises like that that are about to happen. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the key is looking for those like compromises, right? Mm-hmm. For lack of a better word, looking for ways to say, okay, there are certain things that really are more productive in office, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And if it's about control or any of those things, that's a problem. But if it's about productivity, if it's about everybody, uh, you know, being able to more effectively reach the company's goals and to do what's needed. I think you know, that's a good case. I think there's going to need to be a powerful why. I mean, you, you know, you can force them because they're your employee, but obviously that's not the goal. The goal is mm-hmm. to have a why so they understand why they have to come in. Like, hey, I've done my job from home for four months. I haven't had to sit, you know, on I-10 right, <laughs> for, right. an, for two hours a day of my life. Uh, I've had more time with my children. Why do I have to come back? And I think mm-hmm. those discussions. Now, what will be interesting is for a lot of companies, a lot of companies are going to be like, oh, absolutely. You stay. You're cheaper there. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, I think we, we agree. And we're going to cut our lease at four different buildings because we have a lot of you saying this. Yeah. Right? And so, I think that's going to be the case in a lot of organizations. They're going to have a lot of and some have already announced, you know, that they won't be inviting people back to the office until. Uh, at least mid 2021. 
Right. So some, or, or, or at all, just like this is right. it. I mean, we, we, we inv- think about this, all right, because we, you know, we both work with uh, call centers and customer service industry. I mean, a lot of companies were already invested in, you know, like distributed software and having distributed mm-hmm. teams and all this, you know, the, so- the software that makes that possible. Um, but a lot of companies most likely have invested in it now. Right. And they had, they, there's like before it was a big rock, right? It was like, okay, are we going to invest in this? How, you know, mm-hmm. we got to call it, we got this center here, we got this center here, we can BPO, you know, do it that way. It's cheaper. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have the investment. And in some cases, they made those investments now. And so, like, okay, well, now, now it's in place. So we're going right. to roll. We're, we're going to roll. <laughs> right. 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 And, the flip side of that is some of the customer journeys have changed because of digital transformation being so sped up. And so all of these, uh, you know, retailers and places like that, that relied on people coming into their four walls, they might be inviting employees back to play different roles in their distribution center or in uh, providing delivery or th- different things like that because customers are now demanding different ways of shopping and they've gotten really used to it. And the, to your point, the brand, the organization then invested in the technology and the digital transformation needed in order to deliver on that experience. So now those investments are made, customers are liking them, maybe roles are going to be shifted around because of the different expectations, different experiences being delivered. Right. And that's a great point, Jeannie, which is what's the customer preference going to be too? Mm-hmm. Like, how, you know, it's okay. We started this by talking about employee preference, right? You know, a third of employees want to stay at home. Um, but now the customer, as we've talked about many times since all this began, you know, the customer buying patterns have changed. Customer channel volume has shifted. Mm-hmm. All these things have uh, transformed uh, either because they've accelerated the transformation that was already happening or just because, hey, it's a new world. Yeah. And so I and I think so that's uh, you know, that's going to dictate a lot is where do the customers want to be? Mm-hmm. I think for some, it's going to depend on the industry a lot, as always. So, for example, you know, one of the things we talked about was like the airlines right, right after this all started. You, know, you had so much volume shift. You know, we talk about service volume, right? The, you know, customer service, um, mm-hmm. the, the channel volume shift to phone and chat and everything, because everything that was being done by agents in the airport couldn't be done right. and there was all these people that were uh you know oh, not wait, going to I, the airport. <laughs> I, have, I have well i have flights i want to deal with this now right. um so the you know in the case of airlines it'll probably go back to balance it may be a lower number like just might be less travel but it'll mm-hmm. probably go back to a similar balance because in the end there, you know, a certain portion of that journey has to be at the airport. They have to right. get on a plane, right? <laughs> um, so, because so the nature of that industry is going to dictate that I, you know, what it's going to return to some form of the similar, you know, balance. I would think channel wise, mm-hmm. uh, at, at least between the in person and the other channels. Now, between the other channels, chat versus phone versus social, that could, you know, there may be some changes there that are structural and ongoing. But mm-hmm. let's take something, you know, to you know, to your point, like a, a retailer that's just they've invested in like uh and we talked about in another episode, like the virtual tours and things. Right. You know, what right. what what's that gonna look like? Right. And I think that as we move forward, you know, one thing we've learned in twenty twenty is we can't predict twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so what I would say is, you know, now is the time to 
keep gathering feedback, keep listening to customers and employees. Find out what is important to them. Find out how they're feeling. Find out their comfort level, all of those things, because that's the only way that we're going to move forward to whatever the next phase is, is really understanding where everybody is with this and how we can provide the best experience for that moment and for that customer or employee. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think listening is key and, you know, listening now, because a lot of these mm -hmm. decisions aren't happening this month. They're happening in right. six months or 12 months, maybe. Uh, but starting to think about it now, so you're not caught unaware, starting to, you know, we just gave you a stat from a general survey. You know, if mm -hmm. you're a big enough organization, what's what's that stat for your organization? Right. Right? Exactly. Start, starting exactly. to research, starting to look into it, or just, you know, if it's a, if you're a small business or an entrepreneur, just starting to ask, mm -hmm. like, what's it mm -hmm. like? Uh, yeah, I, th I think that's, you, you, we're in a stage now where you can start thinking about it and get ahead of it as well. Right, right. And there's no harm in asking now and asking a little later and asking a little later after that, because that's what, that's the world we're in. We have to just keep paying attention and listening and responding as best we can. And on that note, Jeannie. Yes. We, as always, love to listen to you, our listeners. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have things to tell us, of course, we always love hearing from you. You can find Adam and me on Twitter and LinkedIn and wherever else you want. But first of all, thank you for being here. As always, thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at c-suiteradio.com and c-suitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our journey mapping programs, webinars, virtual training, speaking, etc. at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam DePorch. You can learn more about our webinars, get us speaking, virtual <laughs> training, and customer experience advisory, and how we can help you win with experience at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.